Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. And then I said, that's not a camel, it's a Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Slam Radio with your favorite fun guys, Raul. And Jonathan. How is everybody doing today? We're doing great. Said the whole audience back to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk about the heat, the meat, and everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, it is hot in South Florida, unlike other places. Shout out to Colorado. We really hope you guys get through this. It's cold as heck over there. No, that's right. It's crazy. Two days really does make a difference, huh? Insane, insane, insane. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the intro to our show. The Heat are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we are stoked, aren't we, Raul? Some would say we're on fire. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Milwaukee has fallen. What, um, I mean... Giannis went down and it happens, you know, so just nothing, just nothing but respect towards them and their organization and what a well-fought series that was. We're also going to be talking about a couple of local news, U.S. news and world news alongside pop culture and anything in between fueled by none other than knowledge, nonsense and reasoning. We really hope that you enjoy the show. Hold on tight. Put on your seatbelts because you're in for a ride. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Calm down. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, in a world where fun guys walk amongst us and talk about knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Stand too willing to face all the odds, all the barriers, all the warriors, and including the mushrooms that apparently grew legs. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so happy to be back on our weekly show on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, 
Super excited to keep on talking to you guys until we shut get shut down, but that is not the case. We are at still least here. not today. At least not today, ladies and gentlemen. At least not today. We're still here to continue uh dropping some knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Shameless. Shameless, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Shameless plugs. So I want to go ahead and open up this show with some good news. Um, when I say good news, I mean positive news that make us smile in this world that yeah. we are living in. Yeah, Jonathan, I know that this is something that you, that you're very excited to talk about. Yeah, when I came across this article, it was really cool, especially like, you know, it's good to see. It's it's great to see good news as far as positive influences all around the world. And especially the, right now, you know, anywhere, anywhere in the world. It's good to, to see that light that gets shed on, on good news, you know. But it, it means a little bit more when it's from your hometown, when from here in Miami, you see good is getting done, even in the most minuscule of uh, efforts. It's it, so what's up, Jonathan? What's happening? Talk to us. So, so basically, you've been to the zoo, right? I have. You've been to the zoo. What do you think about? Uh, uh, about the zoo in general? What's your favorite animal at the zoo? Me? No, no, I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I make those guys look tame. No, I'm joking. But, uh, uh, man, my favorite animal at the zoo, I would have to say the gorillas. The gorillas are super cool. I yeah, I'm definitely a fan. The gorillas are super cool. Cool for sure. My favorite are the ligers. But uh, to, they have ligers. They have ligers. So oh, to shit. continue talking about the zoo. Um, as far as everybody knows, or they don't know, the zoo has been closed down, ladies and gentlemen. It hasn't been able to be open because of COVID. Um, and it's been kind of sad for some people, you know, specifically this girl that's been battling a brain tumor, and she she got her wish granted. So Aloxa Hatchy girl. What was her wish? She wanted to go to the zoo. And they made the exception for her to come in and go throughout all the exhibits. So basically, the Zoo Miami has been closed for months due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But it's made a very special exception for a Loxahatchee girl battling brain cancer. So they haven't seen people in months, so it's going to be like Jade and the Princess has arrived. It's fantastic, said one of the wildlife experts at Zoo Miami. So, and for her, it's been a dream come true. And I'm just really happy to see that she got, you know, she's been undergoing six weeks of radiation treatment from mass doctors on her brainstem. So you can only imagine, man. And like, this little girl is how old? She is a little girl. She is a little girl. Yeah, man. Well, well, at this point, it's nice for, look, I can't imagine going through that. Luckily, you and I haven't been through anything that like that. So for a little girl to be going through that and being so tough to be able to do that and decide this is what I want to do. And then shout out to Zoo Miami for, for fulfilling that goal. Yeah. Jaden is her name. She's a very brave little girl, you know. From what from what her aunt was saying, quote unquote, every day she would show up to treatment with positive attitude. And even when she was scared, she was still brave enough to go through and still have a smile on her face. Wow. Wow. Then it makes you think, like, would we like 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 with us knowing what we know and being adults, would we be able to go through that? Like, do you think that she could face that because of the innocence that a child has? Yeah. Yeah, then that's beautiful, isn't it? So that happened this past Friday, um, just a couple of days ago, and it was all through the Make a Wish Foundation. And even the CEO, the Southern Florida president of the Make a Wish Foundation, and CEO said that Friday was a very special day. Um, and it takes a complete community to make one wish happen, and it's worth it because forever we change the life of a sick child. That comes directly from the CEO of uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. So we just wanted to say over here at KNR that 
we we think it's great. We think that's awesome, and we can we can't wait to continue seeing news like this. She was able to feed giraffes, to elephants, to chimps. She even got cl- up close and personal to a twelve foot python, dude. What? I definitely could not do that. I would have walked the other way. I yeah, a twelve foot python. I don't want to be near a twelve foot anything, man. That's dangerous. Yeah, man. So what a special day for her. What a special day for the zoo, you know. And hopefully we get to see uh, more, more, more signs of hope at this point because they didn't have to do that. Yeah, they really didn't. They, they really, did. really didn't. Did. And in in the world of hope, um, as far as a lot of people know, that the rebellion was built on hope. Is that right, Raul? Yes, but which rebellion are you talking about? The Miami Heat, ladies and gentlemen. Don't count us out. No one expected us to make the nobody, playoffs. Nobody, nobody, nobody thought they were gonna make it this far. The Bucks? What? Nobody thought. Four that. one, baby. Four, Four one. one. We did it. It's been done. Shout out to Tyler. Shout out to all the young guys on that team. You know, Jimmy Buller's Jimmy Buller. He's gonna get it done. We, I mean, for the most part, I don't think that we all had too much doubt that Jimmy Butler can get it done. But man, those young guys and those role players really came out to play. I want to shed light specifically on Tyler Hero, man. You can call me Tyler, but I'm not your hero. Tyler Hero is is. But 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 hold on. But people did doubt Jimmy Buckets coming in here too. Think about it. He hasn't reached the, this. Is this the first time he makes an Easter, well, a conference finals with the team be, be, being the leader? I think so. I am honestly, I, yeah, maybe. May, it just might be. Please, if you know otherwise, come fact check us. But think about it. Like, that's great. Like, look, people doubted Jimmy Buckets coming in. That, that, that's actually, even though he was an all star, he only averaged almost 20 points a game this season, which isn't exactly stands out on right. paper, but it shows what the heat do and the system that they provide. I wouldn't say that they doubted him because no, I, I don't think that too many people really cared. And, and for the most part, the people here in Miami were all super hyped. Oh no. But I mean, around the nation, not just Miami. I honestly don't think anybody cared. Like, Oh, look at this guy going to Miami. Okay, here we go. Whatever. Man. You know, but he did it and he didn't do it by himself. Um, let's also shout out um, Eric Spostra, man. <sighs> Coach Spo with uh, I'll coach these guys. I mean, we, we saw most of the series. I saw a, a good amount of every single game from this specific series, Indiana Pacers series. I saw a little bit, but for this specific series, I sat down in every single game and, and try to be in tune with it. And like I said before, Tyler Hero, I saw a lot, a lot from him coming in. Goran Dragic, he got to start against these guys, bro. He got to start against Milwaukee. And man, what a job hey, this man, guy bro. was doing. We've spoken about him before. We're, we are very big fans, especially throughout the playoffs. What Gordon Dragons has been doing, it's been it's it's been nothing short of incredible, in my opinion. Yeah, come man. on, like he has no business playing this good at this point. And but, but he is, but he is. And you know, it's we find strength in numbers in a lot of things that we do, specifically in basketball, man. And you see these numbers from their last game. We had how many? Not one, not two, not three, not four. Not five, but six players in double-digit scoring, man. Yeah, that's but, a team effort, yeah, dude. But that's the Heat way. Look, there was a game earlier throughout the series that they had seven players scoring double digits. That that is a Heat system. It's it's about the sum of all parts. Yeah, man. And and as we get, we're gonna. I mean, we're we're obviously Miami Heat fans, but let's also shed some light on uh on the Bucks, man. Those guys, even even when Giannis went down and they thought they were gonna get swept, they came back. They won Middleton one game. Middleton stepped up. Brooke Lopez stepped up. Yeah, Mid- Middleton. Super. Middleton. 
23 points in this last game. He's been balling throughout the whole series, even the first series that they had. Brooke Lopez this game, 15 and 14. Yeah, man. No, those guys. And even um that young kid, the Italian. Dante, um, Dante seven, 17 points, getting an opportunity to start, making the most of it, making clutch shots there to keep the game close. But, uh, but he just... There was too much getting thrown their way, man. There were too much getting thrown their way. Um, and there's now moving forward. We're going into the Eastern Conference Finals, man. And Mar wait, but so shout out to Marvin Williams, retired right after the no, game. No, literally, like like the minute that the clock struck zero for the game, this guy said, Well, I mean, 15 seasons is a long time. He had a good run. But the he ended careers tonight. Yeah, right. That's crazy, bro. But what a great what a career for him. 15 years, bounced around a couple teams. Um, was still pretty relevant even there at the end. I mean, you know, yeah. this guy was still playing fairly good. He had 11 points, eight boards, one assist. Oh, he could have easily gone to another team if he wanted to, but you got to look. In my opinion, I think it was he thought this was his best chance at a ring. And where do you go from here? Yeah. Yeah. And They're, it's a strange season. It, it's a yeah. Strange season. It's, it's extremely strange. I'm very curious to see what the Bucks are going to be doing going forward, huh? Uh, I'm, I, well, I'm very curious to see what Giannis does moving forward. He has a year left of his contract. Summer of 2021 is moving very, very swiftly. Yeah, like you would think, like the they don't really have like a big three like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they have some big guys. Don't get me wrong. Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, well, and Giannis. There, well, is there really big threes right now? Is I I, I feel like big threes are a little outdated. I feel like there's a lot of dynamic duos right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Chris Middleton and Giannis, that's definitely a dynamic duo. Yeah. But I think when I agree when when it, it was Bledsoe Middleton and and Giannis, but Bledsoe just flamed out, man. I mean, come on. Nine. I mean, but he's known to do that in the playoffs. This isn't the first, second, or third season. I want to say it's like two years in a row, right? Where this uh, guy... Three. Three. This is, I want to say, his fourth season with the Bucks, And it's a... Look, I think Eric Bledsoe was a very dynamic point guard, especially when he reached to the Suns after the Clippers. But overall, I think that for that athleticism uh, that he plays with, I think it's a little past the hill for him like like we talk about it with russell westbrook all the time which russell westbrook is probably one of the greatest athletes in the sport period and even then we talk about it we see a slowdown in a step in russell westbrook yeah, yeah. man I, I i have this ongoing joke with raul that every time i would see because you know i i Raul likes the Lakers. I like watching LeBron James play. He's one of my favorite players of all time. King if James. not that. If not that. And, you know, I, even if I get a lot of heat for it, oh, but he left Miami. Bro, that guy's great. I don't care. He does a lot of great stuff. He did a lot of great stuff for Miami either way. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's a house down here. So respect the guy. Respect the king. But with that being said, you know, every time we would watch Houston play, every time I would see Russell Westbrook attack the basket or get the ball, dude, this guy's here throwing up bricks or turning it over or getting swatted. You remember that swat that we saw that yeah. left us shook that LeBron no, James? It was crazy. Yeah. You even said it quote unquote. Like, wow, I felt like I was watching the finals again with oh, about 2016. Yeah. This yeah. guy came yeah. running down and just, boom, you know, like, and I like Russell Westbrook. I've always liked Russell Westbrook, but I don't like him in this Houston uniform. I don't like. I don't like. He's. I don't think that he's playing at his. Uh, it goes back into what you're saying that he might be slowing down, but it could also be just the 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 place, the setting that he's playing in. But see, I see that's something that I wouldn't agree with, ju ju just because of the relationship he has with James Harden. Look, these guys played AAU basketball when they were kids together, and then they got drafted into the same team. They got separated through that Rockets trade for James Harden. So, th so these guys have been played. These guys have played together for at least on and off for about 20 years yeah but think about the time that they weren't together how they both developed as a, as players dude. i mean do you think james harden would have developed the way he did no still that's, in OKC? that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying no is but that that's what i'm asking well okay 
Okay. Um, no, I think that he wouldn't have developed to be this. I think he still would have been. Um, I mean, he still would have been great. I just think that it would have been more of, uh, you know, he. I don't think he would have passed Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant would have stayed either. Heard. I think it wouldn't have meshed well. I don't think that him and I don't think that KD and and James Harden with the way that they play. But who knows? I don't know. Right. All I'm saying is that the time that they were in OKC, Russell Westbrook wasn't averaging triple doubles. He didn't do that until after James Harden left. Granted, because well, and also until KD left. Yeah, because he had to, right? So yeah. that time that they weren't playing together, they both there was a growth as a basketball player that was more significant than any other time that they have ever played together. Right, and. And maybe since that growth happened the way that it did with them, with the absence of each other on the same team, maybe it kind of just didn't mesh well once they reunited in Houston. Yeah, because that last series was very close. And it's 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 not like it's not like Russell Westbrook is like bad. Like, you know, it's his style of play is just it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a very athletic, dynamic style of play. Yeah, but it still is. But there's just something about him that's off. Bro, like he's just he's not making like shots that you would usually see him make are not falling like jumpers. I remember with Russell Westbrook, something that stood out to me as a as a as um as a younger person was his ability to create a shot, specifically a jump shot while moving at a at a top speed of like, no and stops right there. Exactly. The yeah. yeah. And like literally looks like yeah. there's a trampoline that this guy just hits and it just goes from east to west from south like from yeah, east to west yeah, and then going coast south to coast. north. You know what I'm saying? Coast like, to coast. And stopping on the diamond, having that body control to hit yeah. a jump shot, which is extremely hard. And I, I would study that a lot. And I would go and try to, like, do that. Yeah. And, and obviously wasn't the same. I mean, bro, this guy has a crazy amount of hang time. Players like LeBron James could also pull that off. People like like James Harden could also pull yeah. that But you don't see it as often. With Russell Westbrook, you saw it. Like, this guy just moving at you to the point where the defender can't even get off the ground. Like, he, he doesn't yeah, react now, that fast. Let's put in the injuries on top of the age. He, he's torn his MCL twice. He has torn his ACL. He's had a lot of injuries That's as true. well. I didn't even think about that. And I forgot that. I, I'm thinking that he's like been completely out. Yeah, so this guy is, what, 30, 31, 32, if not. And then with all his injuries, I mean, look, you could say the same thing about Derrick Rose. But Derrick Rose has adapted to a jump shot that, think about it, he basically resurrected his career. Here, Here's the thing about Russell Westbrook. His star power and his athleticism never wavered for a very long time. But, it like, like in one gap, it was never for an extended period. You know what I mean? But that still doesn't mean it doesn't take a toll on his body. No, you're absolutely right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think that Russell Westbrook needs to have the best offseason to continue to be at that. Because he's not playing like a, like an all-star. No, he's not. He's, he's not. not. He's not he's playing not. like an all-star. He's not. So I think that he is the, the, the player in my eyes that needs to have the most important offseason in the sense of just finding his rhythm into like his style of play battling with what you just shed light on yeah. which is his injuries and also his setting which is what i'm saying right now my question to you is what other players do you think need to go into this offseason even some players that are still in the playoffs now yeah what players do you think need to go into this offseason and really grow hit the gym not not hit the gym like get big i'm talking about like just like grow as a basketball player for the better whether it is hitting the gym or whether it is like i think that russell westbrook should get his yeah. shot back. I yeah. think that, yeah, okay, he's not going to be able to explode to the basket anymore. These young guys are going to be start getting bigger. They're starting to get faster. Yeah. You know, like, he's slowing down. So I think he needs to adapt to a jump shot. And I think that he will. So what other players do you think, Raul, should need to go into the offseason and really do some should that needs to work harder than other players? Super hot take, Anthony Davis. 
Really? Really. Yeah, look, I think that I think he's a winner. I think that he has a skill set. I don't think he has the my the championship the championship mentality mindset. I think LeBron is instilling this in him, but I feel like he still has some of that lower level Pelicans mindset. You know what I mean? You think so? I really do because he's a great player, but I don't see a lot of leadership. I mean, he's leading. He's yeah, you're right. He's he's you're okay. I I, under, I understand. You understand what, what I'm saying? Say, yeah. yeah, like, but I feel that through. I don't think he needs to work on his talent, but I think he needs to be there, working on his talent to show his team. Hey, I'm. I know I'm this good, but I'm willing to work on it, and therefore it's going to be the team experience. Here's why specifically I say that about him. He's the face of the franchise at this point. They're willing to give him the keys. Yeah, he's what 24, 25 at most. They're willing to give him the keys. They're willing to the franchise, and LeBron. They're they're preparing him for that, but he has to also earn that keys. Come on, we're talking about the most storied franchise of all time. Yeah, I I get what you're saying because I've I've. Now that I look at it and I take a step back and I hear what you're saying, I have seen um, Anthony Davis put up the great numbers that he does, but it's always with that lack of, le- like, not lack of leadership, but just that lack. Slightly passive almost. Yeah, where, like, you don't really don't see him, like, you know, like, let's, you know, like, let's go. Like, yeah. command. He's not, he's not the general on the floor, opposed to where LeBron, LeBron brings that. But that's LeBron, dude. You know. But also, hey, LeBron didn't always have that either. I'm not saying that he can't work, which is specifically why I chose him. Come on, look at 2011. 20 Dwayne Wade had to after that failure. Dwayne Wade taught LeBron how to win. Yeah, you're right. And and I think that that's where Anthony Davis needs to focus on learning how to win. Now, if we talk about total talent refurbishing, Przingis. Yeah, Przingis. I would like to see him have like a full off season prep and get and, and get and get healthy again. He got injured again during the playoffs. We'll see how that goes. Same sneeze, but, bro. His but, knees. But so then we gotta figure out a way. If we gotta move him back to power forward and we gotta give him less touches, well, we've being the Mavericks, I mean, obviously. Right. But you gotta figure that out because that's a generational talent. But if he's fragile, he's fragile and you got to maneuver, especially if you're gonna invest so much money in him. Cause the Mavs are willing to pay that money for him. What's the point of paying that money? 20, 20 or 30 mil for a guy who's going to be injured a lot. No, you're absolutely right. So that, so that's somebody else who I think should adapt to their game off the top of my head, man. I don't know. Like mostly I look at the leadership, like like the leadership values. Like we could talk about the Kyrie Irvings of the world and everything, especially with Steve Nash becoming their coach. Think about it. That's going to be, look, like what a weird predicament to be in. Well, you are, you're a Hall of Fame point guard, one of the greatest point guards of all time. But Kyrie... Be, with the attitude history he has, could easily turn and be like, "I have a chip and you don't." Yeah. No, so, no, so, and that's <laughs> that's something that's completely possible. <laughs> that's yeah. something that's completely no. Possible. And it's great. I mean, come on, like he's come on, like look at look at all, come on. He turned his back on the Cavs organization that he won a title with and LeBron James. Ought to go per, like find himself on the team that where he wanted to be the number one team and, and then it super backfired on him yeah come on he wants a he wants a team where i'm sure he felt threatened boston dude come on you got all these young guys that are a little bit quicker you know like i don't know like lots of young studs i don't know i like jason tatum bro. I, I, no know. i like hey jason tatum's gonna be jason i think tatum. he just is coming off one of the best off seasons an nba player has had because he came in and Ready. he was working Refurbished. he was working with Kobe. No, but not even him, Jalen Brown too. Jaylen all Brown, these guys. All those guys, yeah. All those guys came in heavy. Who do you think is a player that needs to work on their game this season? Or at least an aspect of that. Ben Simmons. Ben oh yeah. Oh man. 
Ben Simmons, huh? Ben Simmons, especially after what happened to them in that first round against Boston, your team got swept. You just got paid out. You, you don't, I didn't. Did you see a huge jump from him? I saw what I in the preseason. Oh, look at him shooting a couple threes. He shooting a couple jump shots. What do you think? What do you think about the statement that he put out after they lost in that series? What did he say? Um, he said, "Wow, like watching my team get swept like that is the worst feeling ever, and ever, and I never want to go through this again." Albeit he didn't even play in the series because he was injured. Of course, because he was injured. Um, well, yeah, no duh. These guys got to get him a new trainer or something. Something, right? dude. He something. needs to go into that off season and really like you know, obviously. Work out, get his body back into basketball shape, and you know his his what was it? It was his leg, right? It was like his knee. I don't know. One day is a shoulder, one day is his knee. I'm never too sure with you know him. that guy has to go on full rehab mode and just rehabilitate everything. Um, I would love to see Ben Simmons go and 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 come back a stronger player. I like Ben Simmons, man. I got beef for him. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a big fan. I I like I like him. I, I mean, as a person, he seems like a really cool guy. But I'm saying, like, as a basketball player, dude, like, dude, you're you're you could go down and you're one of those players that could score in the paint whenever you want. You know, like, yeah, you bring that to the table, and even at that, say you don't want to score. You go and you got you got. He has good vision too, bro. He's not. Oh, he he dude, knows how to distribute the ball. This guy could play point and forward. People, and he and people go and and double press him, and he does a great job on distribute distributing he the ball. He just doesn't have a jump shot, bro. And that's the thing. That's the thing. And imagine if he did, dude. Oh no, that's My it. It's game God, glasses, dude. If this guy could have people yeah. playing up on him, creating space from a, from top of the key, then dude, yeah. that Philadelphia team might look a little bit more interesting. Those guys got to make some trades. They got to they gotta get rid of a couple people. There. That's where Al Horford's at, bro. Get oh, man. Al, poor Al Horford. Where do, hey, I'm telling you, Al Horford for Buddy Heald. Al Horford's going to end up on like a team like Milwaukee, bro. Milwaukee's going to get rid of like a couple people. Probably like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know contracts like that, dude. I got to gotta look into yeah. it. But I mean, hey. I mean, think about it. Milwaukee loses Giannis. Brooke Lopez goes somewhere else. They need a big guy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe somewhere like Denver where they need. Uh, they don't know. No, Horford's, they got that. They got that. Uh, come on, they got Jokic. They have a nice, and they got Mo, Michael Porty Jr. too. They got, then they got that Mo. No, that's Utah. No, Denver. Denver no, has uh, they have Bobo. 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 Yeah. yeah, man. No, uh, I haven't really been following that. Uh, that series with the Clippers, but I say that they're two one against Denver. Two one, man. Man. So what? So what do you think is gonna happen here? Do we do we have a California Conference Finals? Clippers Lakers. Clippers Lakers. Do we have a Los Angeles? conference finals um well I, I think so man i think i think i don't want to even think that far because i'm not sold that the lakers are going to be houston really you're not sold on that even with the westbrook reservations yeah that's what i'm saying though like imagine if russell westbrook like comes alive and really like you know like gets back to playing just like two games like that bro what what would happen dude you're talking about a houston team that's that's battling with with the Lakers putting LeBron in a position where he really needs to take over at certain points throughout the game. I mean, dude, I I I can't I can't imagine if Russell Westbrook was playing at that at that level. Like, dude, it would it would really put everybody else. Up. I mean, the Lakers would the Lakers would they they do a great job. LeBron James does a great job. Their head coach does a great job in in adapting. You know, it's so crazy to see Frank Vogel coaching LeBron James. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so like that Lakers team is literally like LeBron getting pieces from his past and being like, "Hey, join forces with me." Come on, think about like we talk about it all the time how LeBron ruined the Boston teams. So let's get Rondo. 
oh what we oh what we ruined the post the the Pacers. Let's get Frank Vogel. It's crazy. Like he's come on. Like they at one point they even traded with Lance Stevenson. Like it's so like and yeah. I, and that's something that I really admire about LeBron. He, look, Danny Green. Danny Green was part of that Spurs, those Spurs teams from 13 and 14. He gets all these people that he basically had to fight and rival to become who he was. And now they're all working together. I think I think maybe that's why I want him, I, I want to see him succeed. All, all these people put their differences aside for the greater for the greater good. Yeah, to win the chip. Um, like yeah. I said, I, w- I would want to see the Lakers beat the Rockets. I'm not a huge fan of James Harden. Um, I love me some James Harden. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I, I love know, it. Just not a, I'm not, I love it. I like, I like PJ Tucker. I like Eric Gordon. I like those guys. But... Hey, hey, man. What, what PJ Tucker has been doing, imagine 35 years old. Dude. Hey, you want to be center? Dude. I guess. And, dude, like that yeah. first game that Houston came out and won and shocked everybody, like, dude, PJ Tucker was moving people around. No. Like he had no business no. moving people out, around. rebounding people, and was yeah creating and chaos. It go- dude. And it goes back to what I'm saying about Anthony Davis. Dude, Javon, like, he's a seven footer. Isn't Anthony Davis? No, Anthony Davis is like what six ten. No, he basically a seven footer. Like dude. seven, dude. PJ Tucker six five, bro. Dude, six seven, I think most. Nah, he's definitely a bit taller than six five. <laughs> yeah, like six 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 seven most. Yeah, dude, that guy's causing uh, chaos down there, and now second tallest guy on your team. It's crazy. So, so let's touch let's touch base on the last series that's going on, Boston Toronto. Boston, Toronto. Well, I had Boston all in at first, but then Toronto caught up. And at this point, you can't count those guys out. Yeah. Yeah. I but uh, overall, who would you who would you rather the Heat face? Oh, man. Um, I mean, honestly, the, I would love to see an underdog finals. I would love it to be like Miami, Denver. You know, like something that no one's expecting. But I don't know if Denver has enough juice in the tank, bro. I mean, you got, I don't think you got Kawhi Leonard be. blocking people with but just I a meant, finger. But I'm in the conference finals. Um, I think, I think for an easier transition into the finals, I would want Toronto, Toronto. but I want to see us play Boston. I want us to beat Boston. If we beat Boston, I, I want us yeah. to play Boston, beat them to solidify that we did this and we, we did it nice. I, I mean, Hey, I'm still upset that Milwaukee got a game on us. Hey man, hey! I wanted us to beat the Golden State Warriors in 2016. We're, hey brother, hey eight and one is not a bad place to be in for your first two rounds. And it makes you think that the Golden State Warriors won what 14 or 17 in a row. Uh, they won four in the first round, four, four in the second seven. round, four. That's four, eight, twelve, and then they went up two. So that's 14. They went up two zero on Cleveland. So 14 straight, dude. And then they lost. And then they lost 73 games in the season. Broke broke the record. And you're gonna tell me that LeBron James is not the best of all time? Come on, guys! I don't want to hear, guys. Come on. But uh, talking about surprises, how about the Marlins, huh? Yeah, let's do it. How about the Marlins? They are quote unquote feeling the excitement of the playoff race. Uh, We have we have about uh, three weeks until the season ends. Correct. But if it were to end today, we would be in position for a wild card slot. Who would have thought? Not me. I want to say not me. I want to say that didn't didn't the Marlins win their last World Series back in like '03 or whatever off of. I want to say it was all three off a wild card. Off a wild card. With that boy, Miguel Cabrera, all those guys. Oh, my God. Man, Willis, Dontrell Willis, all those guys. Man, man, it makes you think, like. And they're still playing with other, like. No, no, they've been moving. People around, right? They've been moving people around because we have, so throughout throughout Major League Baseball, the Marlins specifically have had the most COVID cases so far. So, so like they've been getting people from out of nowhere, minor leagues, everything. Like their main pitcher was literally like out of nowhere. His name is Pablo Lopez. I don't know who that is. You know who that is? And this guy came out of nowhere, and now he's their literally their pitching ace. 
that's their guy now. And 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 what what an incredible job for the for the modern scouting team to find these guys that nobody would have really thought of and probably wouldn't have a, a ch- an opportunity to showcase what they do if not for this current situation. Man, what a great thing it would be though. Like I think Miami needs that like little like boost of morale, right? Like all the all the crazy stuff that's been happening here with COVID and just people feeling alone and you know sports has always been kind of like an escape for people. I mean that that's what it is. They think about other people who's like we won, we were playing this game, this and that. I don't I, I don't I don't play I don't play any sports professionally. Do you play professional? But guess what? When the Heat win, what do you say? We won. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's actually something I've gone to appreciate more throughout this process of COVID because before I always loved sports and all that. But I'll, if I if I missed a game, I wouldn't care because I'd be like, oh, it's it's irrelevant. Now, Damn. now when a game's on, like, yo, what are we doing? We got to watch this game. I mean, we got we got the Heat hitting the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. The Marlins are in position to join the playoffs. Yeah. And now we got – let's see – Let's see what the Dolphins are all about, man. Hey, Football man. season I'm starts. Just, I'm just happy to find a see Tua in a Dolphins jersey that's not Photoshop. That's not animated on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we got we got football season starting in 24 hours. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, 24 crazy. hours, and we're super excited. I just finished doing a draft right now, and I and I felt that like. Oh no, you were you were excited. I felt that excitement to get back into into football, man. I mean, college football already started. That's so crazy. College football. I feel crazy. like it was like, dude, like out of nowhere. Like I literally was watching a game and I see fans and I see everything. I'm like, oh, this is a rerun. And then when they zoom in on the fans, they all have masks. And I'm like, oh, no, this is from right now. And it, what a like it was overwhelming and underwhelming at the same time. No one has really talked about it. And it's just I'm it's super excited. Football season's back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Fins. Fins up. It's game week, ladies and gentlemen. It is game week in Miami and for those that have played football have put on pads or have just you know been around people that play football it's it's a completely different feeling bro everything slows down I speak from from playing football in high school tell them about your career oh man <laughs> we'll talk we'll say that for uh for a different show but um it's a different vibe it's a different setting the mentality that sets in that you're about to go to war you know and man Raul do you know who we played first week I don't tell me the New England Patriots. Oh man, with Cam Newton at so I I wonder how I wonder how that's gonna be for so the you, Patriots. So you think not just for the Patriots, but you think about it. We're so used to playing Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I mean, come on, for the last two decades, you have had Tom Brady be, be behind that offensive line, ready to snap at a moment's notice. So what a strange predicament that must be for all parties involved. You know, you got Bill Belichick, you got Cam Newton, and then you have the Patriots franchise. What's gonna happen there? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's I'm super excited for it. I I'm super excited to watch that go down as well. And you know me, you know I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Yeah. So, so so I'm uh, very intrigued to see how this plays out. So with all this, with this new, the with the fact that Tom Brady's not on the opposing side, I mean, fifty percent of the Dolphins roster is new. Like it's a bunch of new faces all over the place. Well, what do you think about um? The quarterback that, that uh, the Dolphins waived go, going to Tampa, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh I'm Rosen. out of here, bro. Like I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that guy. Do you think that we're missing out on anything? Because clearly Tampa Bay saw something in him. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a cheap option for them. I, 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 I don't think he's. I, he's what thirty years into the NFL. Thirty year in the NFL. I want to say. Or this being well, this, it will be his third. It year. will be his third yeah. year. He's still young, you know. Maybe he just needs that guidance from someone like Tom Brady. 
because man this guy got just you know you there's not it's not a lot of it's very rare for now for players to come in and uh and just do good from the gag you know like there's there it does happen you know cam newton came in and and he started winning from the gag but look at where he's at now now he's not even on, on the panthers anymore so it's really yeah. hard especially with football that's just football such a crazy sport to you, see that literally you could lead a team to us to a super bowl within two years you, you didn't play there anymore yeah it's it's because there's a lot of moving pieces there's yeah. a lot of variables when it comes to football so um that, that that's keeping up with football so let's keep up with something else the kardashians so just in case you guys haven't heard after 15 years, the Kardashians will finally be relieved of their duties. I have no idea what you're talking about. Man. So, so the Kardashians have uh, have reported that 2021 will be the last season they have of keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, they are gonna go crazy. What's your what man? But what an empire they've built, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm 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 sorry. I'm not a, I'm not a really huge fan of the show. No, I'm not. A, no, I'm not a huge fan either. But they've become a cultural phenomenon for 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 better or worse yeah i mean yeah. i respect what they've done i just think it's stupid like i don't think it's anything no, no i don't think but that's the point i'm making yeah the fact that they did something so unexceptional and made it into something so exceptional that's a that's a billion dollar brand at this point off of the backs of people and screwing people over you know hey, uh, good for them though the, they changed the culture of of what is it a sitcom or what is it called reality tv reality tv um they try to make it as real as possible and they brainwashed a bunch of people thinking that that was their real life shout out to my boy kanye yeah um i think they they built that whole empire off of other people you know no i i mean like i said i don't know too much that it wasn't this didn't this girl the kim kardashian's mom marry like a bunch of rich people like well it was the lawyer well, well, um, they were married beforehand already, and then that guy was a baller. Robert Kardashian, lawyer for for um O.J. Simpson. There hey, we go. Hey, Chris was a air stewardess that he fell in love with when it happened. But I don't know. I personally admire their uh, tenacity to build it to the way that they have. Because hey, look, I don't look. I'm not a fan of the Kardashians, but you have to you have to recognize it for what it is. It's a cultural phenomenon. These. They, they literally cultivated the landscape of reality television and they create, and then based off the way that they market themselves, they created not even just a career, but multiple careers. And then it became a generational thing with, with, the, young, with the younger generation being Kylie and Kendall. And now think about it, their kids are probably gonna, they are benefiting from this as well. So, so it makes you think, why cancel at this point? Is it something on them? Is it something about raising their kids? It makes you really think about that. And like we don't really talk about reality TV like that, but I think that this is a moment, a, a monumental moment for that field. I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to poop on their success, but I just there's nothing in reality about it. I think if you were to show me a show where there wasn't directors and you know there wasn't cut action, like then it'd be reality. It'd be real. I mean, but since it's it's they choose what we get to see. Come on, dude. I mean, has there has there ever really been a reality TV show that it's like? How do you really get reality? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a show out there that has no cuts. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't watch any reality TV because it's all the same thing. It's they at the end of the day they choose what, what really goes on exactly. Yeah. And at that point, I'm just like it's kind of like I'm being brainwashed to like you know watch these guys and bro they're all actors too dude i mean but once again i uh i mean when the, when did this first start raul uh 20 2004 
2004. 2004. So, I mean, dude, 2004, 2005. Yeah. Hey, you gotta give them. You gotta give them their props. I mean, yeah, they have they have managed to market themselves in ways. And then talking about marketing and association to them. So, have you tried your uh, Travis Scott meal at McDonald's yet? A quarter pounder with bacon. Quarter pound. That's so crazy. With fries and a side of barbecue and a sprite. Hey, anyway, you have to admit that maybe maybe Travis Scott pick pick something up from his marketing, working with. It, you know, being related to the Kardashians or whatever. But this guy's marketing over the last year has been incredible. Between Fortnite, you got McDonald's, you got the Jordans. This Travis Scott's all over Oh, he's killing it. He is killing it. I just, I, I find, I mean, granted, guys, I worked at McDonald's at a point. So I'm just like, oh, God, of course. I mean, they make that, that company is sitting on money, bro. That's a really big point. People eat McDonald's all the time, all the time. And yeah, good, good shout out to Travis Scott, man. Uh, the hustle doesn't stop. Yeah, especially now where you, as artists, you really have to find other ways to be bringing in money like that. And what an easy way. Like, dude, have you seen the commercial? That guy just, he was in a, a voice actor for it. He didn't have to yeah. go anywhere. He didn't yeah. have to do anything. He probably stayed at home, went to the studio, read a script for 30 seconds, and banked like $10 million. Crazy. For sure. Crazy. Man. And people are going to buy it. No, uh, no, they already are. It. I drove, I was driving down the street earlier today, and what do I see? Uh on the McDonald's signs with the letters, Travis Scott was here. What, bro? Travis Scott came to every McDonald's in Miami? Oh, man. it's, it's The commercial, it's funny because it said it's lit, like right under the McDonald's sign. I'm like, wow. That's hysterical. But it's uh, it's great to see Travis Scott doing that because less than what? Less than 15 years ago, this guy was performing for like 30 people. 15? Less than seven even. Yeah. yeah. Like this guy. And, and I remember watching some of those videos like when I was coming around because I would listen to his music, but then I would see him perform and I'm like, man. No one really like, no one really f's with him like that. Like his music sounds great, and for the thirty five to the thirty five people that were there in the show, they were jamming out well, too. Well, look, let me tell you a quick little story. I actually saw him before he was big at Coyo Taco. That's right. You're telling me Matt decent? No, uh, no, it was like during Winter Music Conference. Like, like, bro, but they, Diplo was there. Dip, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't go to it, but I remember it, it was going at the Coyo Taco backlog with bro. special guests, right? With special with guests. friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like people showed up for Diplo, but for Travis Scott, it's probably like. 40 50 people max and i didn't know who this guy was i i, I was just happy to be there you jamming out i was super jamming out and then a month later and it uh not and was it don't you open up the window was that like the first like big song he had like on the radio and stuff like yeah that? probably yeah, yeah it was right yeah. so so yeah a month later that drops and i was like oh i saw that guy live and now travis scott come on he astro world creates some music park if he wants to yeah, for real. Yeah, so what's so Travis Scott? I think he should do his own take on Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> I caught it, Travis on the stage. So that's funny. That's no, it. Man. After watching that animation of him, like the the stop motion animation character that McDonald's yeah. brought him in, like that's one of the first things I thought about, which was him being like little elf on a shelf bro granted that i have two siblings that i mean they're a little older now but i remember like five years ago these guys had my, my sister and my brother both had elves on the shelves and just me picturing travis scott as a little her you know like that's hilarious what's up what's up with the christmas tree that's lit it's lit it's just him with a microphone stand at the top oh my and, and instead of a star it's just him up there but uh to get up but uh, to get a little bit more serious about something that's a little important to me. So in Broward County, uh, starting in October, parents are going to have the option 
of sending their kids to school full time. Wow. That's that's off that, of what though? Like they just decided to they to... they just decided it. So 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 it's basically based on the theory that as long as 20 to 30 percent of parents decide to not keep to keep their kids at home, they feel that they'll have enough space uh for them to have the kids in school. Now, but here's but what if they don't? Like that's a that's a bet. You're betting that two that two to three out of ten kids will stay at, at home. Right. I mean, it makes sense. The kids that that need to go to school. All right. I guess that's what they're attracting, right? Because the parents that are the kids that are far, like that are well more uh, what is it that are far off better, not better. Oh man, that, that have a better possible. Yeah, that their parents are well off, yeah. that they're financially well yeah. off, that they could afford to stay home or, and or have I, laptops and not have to tutor and, and not have to go to a BK parking lot to use Wi-Fi to print yeah. stuff out or yeah. whatever. You know, like yeah. Those kids are going to benefit from it because they're able to stay home because they have all the amenities to go to school and whether they pass or fail, it's on them because you have everything in front of you to to, to, to yeah. succeed. Now, the kids that that aren't as well off as some of these other kids that need to go to school to use the amenities that school has and use some of the facilities that school has. And granted, dude, like uh, those kids, I could imagine that their parents are home all day to help them out. They don't they don't have money. They for have jobs. They have jobs. They, they might have jobs, too, on top of that. Yeah. Like, so I will. I, I hope so at this point, you know what I'm saying? And it just makes you think like, man, is what's what is the priority here? Because yes, you need to send the kids to school, but like where's your data on this? Where's your research on this? Because I, I haven't really seen anything about a, a certain a certain amount of infections being acceptable or not. I just see the amount of kids they're willing to put in there. And uh it's a slippery slope. I mean, obviously my best hopes are there, but if this doesn't turn out well. That's that's a huge problem. Yeah, no, that's super crazy. Super, super crazy. Um, I just I hope for the best because I want to see kids go back to school. I kind of find I mean, I have I have a, a a brother that's in seventh or eighth grade that's you know, not struggling, but it's 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 a it's a different transition, dude. It's something like I can't even help him, like because I don't know like how what it is to be that age. Yeah, yeah, not not that age, but to be having to go to school in in the fashion that he's going to school, you know. So and I want, socially it can't be healthy either. Yeah, you know, you're you're taking away a lot from from these kids and I just I want them to go back to school but obviously when the time's right when it's safe to go back to school when we have a little bit more control on covid and you know I just wish the best. I wish I I hope I pray that Broward County is taking the right uh precautions to get these kids back in school and to focus on none other than following protocol but above all learning. You know, because that's what it's all about, learning. Uh, at least that's what it should be all about, for sure. I agree. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll, we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. And hopefully Miami-Dade could find a similar program if that to succeed as well. But uh, they are thinking about pushing back the curfew that we are currently in, just in case you weren't aware. Miami-Dade County is still at a 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew, just in case you forgot. Because they don't really talk about it too much. But it's still, it's still in effect, and it's been in effect for a couple months already. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, that, that's on the mind, but you know, that's pushing back. We just have the restaurants reopen from what we, from what we've been able to find. It's been going well, but you know, it goes, uh, that's, those are numbers that, you know, we haven't really gotten yet in a large sum. I, I haven't been able to find too much Have you. Not really. Yeah. So, you know, we're taking, but they're open and they're in full effect. Now, now what, I, what I, what I found interesting is that they start off at 50%, quote unquote, but I've seen a lot more than 50% in some places, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you think, uh, you know, what's 
what is really 50%? Like, what loopholes are there to that? Yeah, for real, it makes you, it really makes you, it's a head scratcher. You know, and then, and then the state of Florida is uh, trying to balance things out um, for uh, those who don't know. Uh, the uh, state of Florida just got accepted and uh, completed the necessary changes on Tuesday, yesterday, in order to begin paying the federal lost wages assistance program to the to to the Floridians. So so uh, basically that that program comes from from the FEMA disaster relief fund. And uh, for those who receive more than a hundred dollars in it in in unemployment benefits, you you might be eligible to to receive an extra amount per week if if you do fit that criteria. So who knows, man? Maybe this timing does work out. You you give parents a little bit more financial support. They they could school their kids a little bit better. It could work out. Yeah, and those some of those parents out there desperately need it. Absolutely, uh, anything to help those guys out. And you know, like it's it's the truth of it all, man. It's parenting right now just became one of the hardest jobs to have, and in, it, in a span yeah. of six months, it just became. It, I mean, granted, it's it was already hard as it is, but now it just really became a different world. And they, where do they go for guidance? They're they're the they're, they're the stuck. they're the they're leaders. Stuck. They're they're, they're literally they're literally the first generation of at home parenting twenty. 20- Four seven, not just your kid being your kid, but now your kids your 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 workout buddy, your pupil. Yeah, yeah. like like everything, everything. You got to get off your butt to make sure that your kid's doing PE classes and making sure that he's doing his push ups and sit ups. You know, like you're really like on top of working a full time job. Let alone on top of worrying about your own mental health too. Like, especially right now. Yeah, anything to help him out. Anything to help him out. Super super on board. Super yeah. awesome stuff. Super hot takes all over the place. Raul, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Super hot takes with Raul, and we don't mean the heat. Yeah, we're we're still big fans of those. But uh, on super super other unrelated news, have you ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? I have. Uh, what do you think about that whole golden ticket thing? The idea of it. The idea, you know, Willy Wonka give, gives away his factory to whoever finds a golden ticket. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's. Uh, it makes for a great movie. That's for sure. Well, sometimes movies become reality. So David Klein who calls himself, quote-unquote, a real-life candy man, is the founder of a little company you might have heard of, Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Oh, my favorite. I have them on Instagram. Well, so he decided he, uh, he's going to host a series of scavenger hunts with gold tickets and a Willy Wonka-like premise with a chance to win a key to the candy factory. Wait, did you say Jelly Belly Jelly Belly Jeans? Jelly Can you belly- say that three times fast for me? Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you're telling me. That this guy took a page out of Willy Wonka's book. And decided that he's going to do this. But here's the thing. You got to pay 50 bucks for a spot to even be part of the scavenger. Ah, the hustle. Son of a gun. The hustle. You got to love it. You got to make some type of money for giving the keys to the, the palace, right? Hey, you have to. But hey, man, this might go the way of the Travis Scott meal. I, I think a lot of people are going to buy into this. Low key, I might just drop the 50 on it, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, not I, sir. <laughs> not I, sir. I don't like jelly beans that much. Oh, hey girl, you want to come over to my jelly belly, jelly belly, jelly belly, Jane Bean, Jing, 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 Jelly belly, jelly belly, yeah, yeah, Jane Bean, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fueled by nothing but knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. And we just want to take this time to thank you guys, whoever you are, whoever you are, whomever you are, why ever you are, um, for listening to us and taking some time out of your day to allow us in and be a part of your day and have us, you know talk with you you know we're here we're, we're blessed to be on sirius xm and we want to throw out that if you guys ever want to reach out to us we're very uh fan friendly here um Ra, what's our, our credentials man what is what's our instagram so the instagram the twitter 
KNR Podcast. You could email us at knrpodcast2020 at gmail.com. You could find us on YouTube, Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning, Spotify, Anchor, um, iTunes Music, your dreams, your hopes. Um, I don't know. This might be your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Might be. Or um, your boyfriend's favorite podcast. Your best friend's favorite, but it's somebody's favorite podcast yeah. out there, I hope. Reach out <laughs> to us. We we love to hear from you guys. And we're going to end off today with um, some of my favorite um, topics, which has to do with the cuisine industry here in Miami. Jonathan is a cuisine connoisseur, if you will. I am. A, I personally love cooking myself. I've worked at a bunch of different restaurants, including Finca Table and Top, which is one of Miami's uh, most prestigious restaurants, I would say. One of the most creative restaurants to come out within the last... I am definitely a fan. Yeah, huge fans yeah. of what they're doing. Um, and in the in the, in the the conversation of Cuban cuisines, we got a different take. Um, Cuban cuisines are being veganized right now. Which is so crazy because the last thing I would ever associate with Cuban cuisine is vegan. So vegan Cuban cuisine creates its plant-based recipes by veganizing traditional Cuban recipes and making sure that their abuelas approve. The owners consist of Steven Rodriguez and Liz Maylene, Liz Machado. So these guys will go on ahead. And so you guys know, this is going to be out here in Kendall. All right. And these guys are going to be dishing out, slinging, slanging some great um, Cuban cuisines, but all veganized. Everything. The recipes are all going to be vegan. That's insane. Non-vegan family gatherings are all welcomed. Everything. Everybody's welcome to come. And once again, it has been approved by all of our abuelas. When vegan Cuban cuisines opens, it's going to be the Tuesday of September 15th, the menu will include staples like plant-based ham, chickpea, croquetas, pastries, papas rellenas, and um, and even some heartier options like a Cuban sandwich. Oh, picadillo bowl. And, and imperial pe- rice, dude. Arroz en Oh, I love imperial rice, but dude. vegan style, I, want, I wonder how it's going to taste. I'm super excited to try it. I'm a huge advocate of vegan options, you know. I mean, granted, I, I eat all foods, meats, and whatnot, but, you know, I love vegan food, and I love trying new vegan cuisine. I love being food like that, you know. So... Online ordering will be available through vegancubancuisines.com, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. The Ventanita will be open for orders placed in advance online only until October, at which it will be open for walk-up orders. Guys, please check them out. This is a local business here in Miami. They have a Ventanita, bro. Come on. This is legit. And even, even with... um. With everything closing down, it's good to see um, companies open like this. You know, I have I have a theory that there's going to be a renaissance once the when in the Q in the in the Q cuisine industry in the food and hospitality industry. I think that we're going to see some radical ideas. Yeah, we're going to see. Yeah. I mean, look at this vegan Cuban cuisine. That's super dope. Cuban cuisine, which is like considered very unhealthy. To yeah, become vegan. exactly. Yeah. I think I really think that there's going to be a renaissance when we get to control COVID. And you know, it sucks to see a lot of these r- restaurants close down. But it leads for fresh new ideas, and I'm very excited to be a part of it here in Miami. I know Raul is a huge foodie, just like I, me. Oh wait, now you have no idea. And we're looking forward to see. I've been missing Miami spices here, bro. Yeah, I've been missing it. They, they've me been too. doing takeout, but it's not the same. It's not the it's same. Not the same. same. It's not the same. So we're looking forward to any articles that come with this. Um, once again, vegancubancuisines.com. Check them out. Um, and yeah, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. For- Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the audience. And uh, we hope that you pick something up. Uh, once again, we appreciate you guys. Contact us from X amount of places that we are from. KNR Podcast 2020 at, at gmail.com. KNR Podcast on Twitter. Make sure to go Instagram. follow Slam Radio as well. Um, thanks to those guys for giving us the opportunity to come talk to you guys. And uh, let's go Heat. Let's go Heat. Let's go Martin. Let's, let's go Dolphin. But most importantly, let's go you. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Fun, guys. Out. Out.
The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.